This is Living It Up, a refreshing daily podcast to help you get excited about beginning each day or your entire life all over again, only this time with the loving God at the center. We hope you'll experience joy from listening and find yourself laughing and living it up all the way to beginning again. For more teaching and encouragement from the Neals, visit their website at livingitup.org. Now, here's Scott and Teresa. Hey everybody, this is Tuesday, October the 21st, 2014. This is Living It Up While Beginning Again. I'm Teresa here with my husband, Scott, and uh, we're just so glad to be with you today. And We thank you for taking the time to listen to us. It's, it's, it's always a joy, and, and we're always very humbled that people will take the time to hear what the Lord is saying through us. Very mm-hmm. humbling. Anyway, um, what a special day Tuesday, Testimony Tuesday is, and today we have one of our favorite people. His name is Robert Richardson. He's a dear friend of our ministry. He's actually one of our board members, and uh, Scott had the privilege of mentoring Robert. Yes. And um, I'm going to just just sort of be here as, as the producer over this. I might jump in occasionally, maybe from a woman's perspective. But I'm going to turn it over to Scott. Honey, why don't you set it up as we listen to Robert's testimony of what life was like before and what life is like now since um, he's you know, done some serious work with the Lord and God has transformed him from the inside out. Well, absolutely. But first of all, I'd like to say that um, there will be some mature adult content um, on this podcast. So if you're on a speakerphone and you might have some kiddos, um, around, uh, I would ask you to please put on your your headphones, um, and uh, and uh, just because there will be a, just a little bit of adult content, we want to be sure and let you know that nothing bad, but uh, we, we're here. Uh, this ministry speaks the truth, and this testimony has some things that you might want to uh, caution around children. But anyway, like Teresa said, uh, I had the privilege of life coaching uh, Robert. Uh, for a year and seven months, um, it, it was truly an, it's an honor that I've had that I that I have. Can I say our jingle just real quick? Woohoo! What was that for? Because I just wanted to say our jingle. Because <laughs> you've done that, it's so cool. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. Okay. <laughs> Don't forget it at the end, Robert. Yeah, really. But but you know that I had the privilege of life co- coaching Robert, like I said, and and uh, and and he and I um, still, um, you know, we talk once a week and see each other quite a bit and and are accountable to each other, and that was a big part of this mentorship program, was to be accountable, you know, and uh, and uh, you know, you men that are listening out there, um, I know what it's like to be in a group setting. It's hard to open up. Men are just like that. And you might be thinking, oh, I'm not. You know, think, think real hard, okay? Because it's very difficult. But in a one-on-one mentorship program that Robert and I went through, it, it, it turned out to be really well. And Robert got to, to know his feelings and emotions and uh, was not inhibited by, by, by opening up to me, uh, which in turn, of course, was opening up to God. And so I, I uh, fully and uh, recommend mentorship. Don't when you say yes. Robert? Well, I want to introduce uh, yourself, uh, Robert. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the to the everyone, Robert, and and uh, what's your name, your birthday? And I'm joking. So, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, Robert is a dear friend, and Robert, I just want to kind of open up the podcast with with something that's um, 
maybe starting with your past. How's that? Okay. Is that okay with you? Where would you like to start? All right. Well, you know, you've heard of the uh, uh, ministry. This ministry uh, uh, believes that uh, every man's battle is for every man. Yes. It's not an isolated thing. Nope. It's for every single man walking on the face of this earth, if you're truthful with yourself. Mm-hmm. So let's start with that. You know, what was the uh, the root cause of your addiction? Um, and what was your addiction? What is your addiction? Well, the addiction was into pornography, lust. And um, over the podcast, I'm being a little bit brave here, literally giving into the fact that there was masturbation in the process. So right. the thought process were out of control. Okay. Oh, and and uh, the root cause, what do you think the root cause is uh, in, in your situation? Uh, what, what, do you, what do you think that root cause was? Well, we saw it in two different areas. The uh, primary was a fear of abandonment mm-hmm. that I got from other people. Not that they were meaning to give me fear of being abandoned, but simply with their lifestyles, and with what was going on, they did what they thought was best. Mm-hmm. And also, over the last couple of months, I've also realized that it's also a family trait that's been passed down over the years. Right. It says, like, from the sin of a father will go to the second and third generation. And right. I've been able to see that on both sides of my family. Yeah, that's true. I mean, what was the worst feeling, man? I mean, or emotion that really has burdened you uh, before you uh, got this freedom? Um. The biggest was the self-condemnation because it's like, why am I dealing with this? Why can't this be broken? And um, I lived a lot off the scripture. It says, judge not, least thou be judged. So I judged myself so that no one could judge me. And I really had a strong battle with the um, scripture. Jesus came to this world to set us free and not to condemn us. And here I am. I was fighting myself. I mean... I knew Jesus loved me, but yet here I am doing something that I was condemning myself. Well, and, and you've known, uh, you've had a relationship of some sorts your whole life, really, since you were a young child. Uh, but it, I, I know through the mentorship program, when you really got this deep relationship with God, uh, that Matthew nineteen twenty six really came about. You know, with man, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. Yes. And you... And, would you say that when you were younger, you didn't lean on that scripture? I mean, that wasn't, you, you try to do it by man only, by yourself. Through man, I tried to do, mm-hmm. to reach out to him. But it was, like you said, later when I realized that I've just got to let go and let God. Yeah. But my true. earlier years, well into my 40s even, mm-hmm. it was me trying to reach to God. Yeah. Robert, I'd like to ask you, in a typical day before you got any help, before you got any kind of freedom, any tools to do with this, describe, like, what was a typical day like? Uh, Waking up, and my mind was already racing with thoughts that I'm going like, I really don't want to go here, but yet my body and my mind were fighting and taking over, and then I would have to get up at some point and just move on but it was so hard and then when i would get somewhere traveling there my mind would be traveling it was like first couple of years it wasn't so bad but as i got into my 20s and into my 30s and into my 40s it's like anywhere i traveled i'm fighting these thoughts 
Um, I start to sit down, start working on stuff. And as um, I don't remember who the speaker was at Gateway, but it was like a freight train was always running through my mind. If it wasn't one freight train of thoughts, it was another freight train. And it's like the pictures were so big and clear that I couldn't help but to respond to it. Mm-hmm. And um, just to, every time I turned around and then, I would be going home and my thoughts were bombarded and it was like the enemy knew exactly what tracks to send the, the trains on. And it wasn't this little steam engine. These were full blown locomotive with hundred cars of nothing but images. Mm-hmm. Wow. Whether it be video or still, it really didn't matter. They were just images and just bombarding me everywhere I turned. The only time I had peace, and I'm not even sure about that, because was when I was asleep. It's the only time I couldn't, I didn't feel like anything was going on in my mind for years. I'd say, out of thirty years, I maybe had ten dreams that I can recall. Mm. Well, what what do you remember as to what introduced this to you? Was it a friend that showed you maybe a Playboy magazine that so many boys look at growing up? I'm not a boy, so mm-hmm. what do you remember your first introduction to it and how that happened? Um. I do remember seeing one of my friend's father's collection. I do remember being in the uh, vehicle with my mom and turning over a magazine. There was my stepdad's magazine. Mm -hmm. Um, There were the army. (laughs) It was all over the place. Not to speak bad about the army. They're humans. They're just, and they're here to defend our country. And, um, but they're just humans. So, and it seemed like, Going, taking out the trash, there would be an image. Um, going to do, um, watch a TV show. Guess what? There's the image. Mm. And like I was talking with um, Amy today on the way here, a thought came to my mind this morning. Remind me of a TV show that was in, back in the 70s, I believe, Laverne and Shirley. There mm-hmm. was Lenny and Squiggy, and I can remember in the opening credits, there was a attractive woman walked by, and here these two were groveling at a minute. And what brought that thought to my mind was I was getting on the train one day and I saw this young man just scoping out half the women getting on the train. And it's like, thank you, God, for getting me out of that. But that yeah. was what it was like. I mean, that's what, as far back the well, earth didn't, I mean, man doesn't know any better. It's right. Well, I mean, and as we did, as we discovered, you know, at the beginning of our mentorship program, um, through this ministry, like all addictions, addictions are there to fill a void. Mm-hmm. So there was a void in your life. You just didn't know what that void was. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I mean, I, you know, in Proverbs um, eighteen twenty four, it's very explicit. You know, an unfriendly person pursues selfish ends, and against all sound judgment starts quarrels. And when you go down to Proverbs 18.24, one one who has unreliable friends soon come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. How to confiding, confiding um, this in in myself, in, in me, when you finally got the trust that you, that all men need, in order to open up, how did that help you? 
it gave me a source to talk and to realize um, just how aired my thoughts were. That I wasn't going to judge you. Right. I mean, the one thing I did love about when we did talk, when we first talked about going through the mentorship, and please correct the way I word mm -hmm. this, but it's Robert's translation. Um, you basically said, I'll be more than happy to mentor you if you don't mind being mentored by another sinful man. Right. Um, and the phrase that y'all also give, it's like, my mind just went blank there. Sorry about that. But okay. um, basically, we're all spiritual beings in an earthly vessel. And mm -hmm. for 40 years of dealing with an earthly vessel, it's kind of hard to change tracks and yeah. get onto the spiritual track. So it's it given me hope. And Robert, when did you finally realize at, at, at this point that this thing had control over you and, and what kept you going, even though you couldn't find the help you needed, you realized it had control over you, but what kept you from blowing your brains out for lack of a better term? Mm -hmm. mm. When did I realize it was a critical issue was probably in my mid to mid twenties. Okay. Um, but the one, but what kept me going was I knew Jesus loved me. There you go. And that. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're still here. Yep. Everybody, <laughs> we were letting Robert catch his breath. Um, but the one thing I've always relied on was Abba, Father. Mm -hmm. And I was always taught that meant Daddy. Mm. That's right. And I knew he was there. Yes. That's right. Did I know it? Did I physically know he was there? No. There was many times I sometimes wondered, where did he go? But whenever I could remember in the scripture, he says he would never leave me nor forsake me. And mm -hmm. you relied on that, didn't mm -hmm. you? Did you? How did you? I know you felt like he wasn't there, but he had to be responding to you some way because you were a believer. How did you feel him tugging at you? What What was that like even then? It's okay, Robert. I mean, I always knew he was there, whether I knew it physically or not. I, I knew it um, when I'd go to church and have worship and just feel his presence. Mm -hmm. Even if it was 30 minutes later after having an incident. Um, mm -hmm. And seeing him move through me to reach out to people, it's I, I couldn't understand why he would use me. I didn't understand my worthiness was not there. But I remember that, that you saying to us one time, there were there were people that had maybe some suggestions for you to do, maybe some programs for you to get into. And as believers, we know God works through people. And I heard you say that. But what I also heard you say was basically you just weren't ready at that time. So you, so wasn't God reaching out to you through them? He you probably just ready? was. You just weren't ready. Correct. I mean, and I'm going to go back to a program we started out using here, which was Al-Anon. And like I heard one of the people say, it's I have been introduced to other programs similar to it, but I just wasn't ready at that time. That's it. And God was or working willing. on me. Willing, probably. I, I think it, I think more it, it more goes in, I wasn't willing to do that at that time. I didn't time. trust it. I didn't understand it. And I probably right. did turn my back on it. Because so, so many of us, well, you know, uh, people won't come to Christ. <coughs> excuse me. Won't come to Christ fully because they they think that they're this 
um, style of this lifestyle that they're going to have to give up. And then that's going to be their identity. Mm -hmm. This became your identity. And so if you truly wanted to give it up, that's scary. Mm -hmm. Okay. Any addiction, whether it be drugs, alcohol, pornography, whatever it may be, you're realizing I'm about to give this thing up. If I totally give everything to Jesus, I mean, everything. It's like growing up with a herd and somebody saying, hey, I can take that herd away. Well, after you've lived with it 5, Mm -hmm. 10, 20, 30 years, it's kind of hard to let go of that hurt because it's always been there with you and in a sense feels like for you. Exactly. And and so, but of course, now that I'd like to get into the recovery um, part of, of what you've been going through for the last year and a half, year and seven months. Okay. Um, you know, when Trace and I, oh no, here we go. (laughs) We were giving little tidbits, um, this past week on our podcast, letting them know to tune in to today. And we're still here, everybody. One of the things that I said was tune in next Tuesday and witness a miracle. I witnessed a miracle over these last two years in you, Robert. When Robert first and I first started getting together and mentoring, Robert had a really hard time looking me in the eye. He was so self-condemned that he really didn't have the confidence of Christ in him. But I guarantee you, wherever you are in the world today, if you're in this room with us today, Robert would look you right in the eye because he has the love of Jesus all in him. So, Robert, as you were going through this, as you were going through this uh, this, this program, uh, through this uh, Living It Up Ministries, what I'd like to say to you was and ask you, how was God responding to you this time? So much more different. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you can certainly look Scott in the eye now. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, it was nice because throughout the whole program, he mm-hmm. was able to take me back to the times where I was in question of whether or not he was there. And he would show me how his presence was with me. Right. Through the hurts, through the pains, through the loneliness, through the um, breaking up of the family, mm-hmm. through the joining to mending to other families, to uh, new siblings that I didn't know, didn't know if I could trust, didn't know. Mm-hmm. And, and after having to deal with, internal family issues even of situations that arose that being too young to be able to do anything about and then getting older and just seeing that he was there with me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as we discovered, um, God was always there for you. Yes. You just chose for him not to be there, right? At that time, you know, before he was always willing to be there for you if you just asked him. Mm-hmm. But we were in that you were in that dilemma to where, hey, this is my lifestyle, this is my life, 
and okay kind of put you know okay i'll go over to god here but this is me here and almost living a dual personality and, and i say that in a way that 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 many men live that way you know and and listen guys you know freedom is spelled j-e-s-u-s amen okay and that's what robert found out during this Robert, what it, describe to me what it's like not being defeated in your thinking anymore. Oh, like I said earlier, for about 30 years, I can barely remember five to 10 dreams. Mm. And in the last nine months, I may not remember every dream, but I do know that there have been dreams going on. My mm. thoughts are so much more free. Um, it's nice to be able to just go to work and not think about what somebody might be wearing or right. what somebody accidentally did that may have triggered it, triggered yeah. thoughts that would have just bombarded me before. And, um, even now when the thoughts come along, whether it's in the early mornings when I'm just waking up and not really awake or when I'm so exhausted, kind of like you're saying, hungry, angry, lonely, or tired in those situations. It's like just today I woke up and the thoughts were trying to take over. And in the back of my head, I could, could hear a worship song. Mm. And it was just like the thought would come, I'd hear the worship song. Thought would come, I'd hear the worship song. <laughs> and... I literally had a choice. Yeah, you yes, did. You did. And our, we were in the parking lot one night leaving a restaurant, and we were talking about this very thing thing that we always say was and is, your thoughts didn't have you. You had them. And when you realize that you had a, ch a choice, like you just said, mm -hmm. to either think things that just come into our head and, cl and clamp down on that and clamp down on it, or choose to think about something else. Yes. So we're not powerless over our thoughts like we thought we were. They don't control us unless we allow them to. Amen. Wasn't that freedom? Yes, mm. complete. They didn't complete have and you. total freedom. They, the the trains, the freight trains that I said earlier that were plowing through my brain, God went and derailed every one of them. That's so awesome. Well, He is so awesome. Yes. Yeah, you answered a question uh, earlier in this podcast. I was going to ask you if it's generational. You know, you already said yes. You know, it's if this is a generational addiction. Um, it can be. Mm -hmm. But we can also, uh, just like a chain, we can cut that chain. Amen. And we can be the link that doesn't continue. And so you made that choice. God was ready. He was and ready was when your mother's womb. Mm -hmm. But you had to make the choice. I had to be willing to turn my life and my will over to him. Yes. You know, and you you explained, you know, how do you deal with the tax now? You know, well, one of them was, you know, you hear worship music. You know, because guys, just because you're free from the addiction doesn't mean that you have freedom from the addiction. Mm -hmm. What I mean is you may have this attacking you the rest of your life. We have a nemesis and his name is Satan. He is our enemy. Okay. And he's not going to let us off the hook that quick. But with Christ, we can hear that worship music. We can hear Jesus saying, hey, man, I got you, man. I got you back. I'm here for you. I hung on the cross, not him. 
And, and yeah. we have to, as women, have made up our mind and come to understand that this is a way, God made y'all spiritual or sexual beings. And y'all are just like always ready, it seems like, okay? <laughs> yes. Like if you give it up to the woman, we're like, okay, go, let me unload the dishwasher, figure out what I'm going to wear first. What are the kids going to wear to school tomorrow? Let me return a few phone calls and a few texts. And you're like, okay, but see, if it was up to us, it would be totally different. There'd be no children There'd in the world. There'd be half the population <laughs> if it was up to us. So, and like y'all have already mentioned, is Satan just comes in and just pollutes the whole thing. And once we realize we're allowing him, once we get the tools that we need to stop that and not be powerless over it, you know, it's it all goes back to the same thing. You know, we're living in a fallen world. Mm-hmm. God puts, you know, before us, life or death, blessings or curses. We choose. We choose. But you needed someone to take you under their wing and help you. That's why Jesus wants us to disciple people, disciple mm-hmm. each other, mentor people, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it, life coach. We need each other. Got to keep going. You can't, you're not an island, and we're not here to... I mean, Adam was alone. He made someone, you know, for him. We're not supposed to fight this stuff alone. Amen. You know, and so once you gain trust with Scott, praise the Lord. Hello, trust. Confide in someone like it says in James. Then you can be healed. Yes. And what I loved was Scott said, and you need two or three more men Mm -hmm. that I can confide in. And Mm -hmm. the nice thing is God already had two of the men already in mm-hmm. my life. And I would say there's a third one because I, I know he was praying for me as well. I uh, don't get to see him as much, but through that process and then going to men's prayer, I picked up another gentleman that was having the same issue as I was, and I was praying for him as I know he was praying for me. That's great. And yeah. so having people on your side, and I don't remember the scripture, but it says with Christ Jesus, we can do all things. Mm-hmm. Right. And I remember telling you, Robert, when we first started, you you thought that you were the only one that really had this problem. Well, I knew you, know, you, you knew what the guys did, but really, and internally, you were thinking, "I'm the only dude, man. What's wrong with me?" Mm-hmm. And I remember telling you a story that I was doing altar ministry at a men's summit, and and I must have prayed for fifteen, twenty guys, and ninety percent of the guys, their problem was pornography. Mm-hmm. So I said, "You're not alone. Mm-hmm. It's every man's battle." You know. And when you told me that, I also remember reading the Every Man's Battle and yeah. that there was a forward in there. I want to say by Pastor Jack Hayford, mm-hmm. he was shocked at the percentage of men in the church who had the issue. And I want to say it was something like 97%, That's huge. which didn't totally shock me because I'm, I'm sitting here watching all the people, all the men around me, whether they were saved or not saved. And it was like, you knew it was an issue. It was... You just didn't see anybody winning it, it right. seemed like. Well, you know, we, you discussed already what, what life was like before freedom. I mean, it was hell. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just, let's just you know, put it, just say it the way it is. It was a living hell. And, um, you know, I, this is something, I, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult to discuss. But, Robert, what did this stronghold cost you in your life? Not just money. What did there it was cost money you? in there. There was peace. Um, deep friendships. I I can imagine if if I had allowed God center into my life. Well, He was in my life. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong on that. But if I had let Him control your life, control turning my will mm-hmm. and my life over, there would have been friendships that would have been so much more fruitful. Um, I wouldn't be hiding behind 
things that I did for years. Granted, it helped many people with the stuff I was hiding behind, but I wouldn't have been keeping myself so busy that Mm -hmm. I couldn't see the next right thing in front of me, Mm -hmm. like y'all say. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, last week we, uh, uh, Testimony Tuesday, uh, Amy Isham was our guest. Mm -hmm. And uh, you guys were actually... She's sitting right there. Yeah, she's sitting right next to us, (laughs) looking at Robert with little puppy love eyes. And uh, and so, uh, but we all you guys were uh, uh, dating when we first started mentoring. Then y'all did not date for mm-hmm. over a year and a half, um, basically because you realized you know y'all needed to get some baggage away from your lives. And by the grace of God and, and his and his uh, divine plan, you guys are now back together. Mm-hmm. You know, so Robert, what's life like today? So much easier, so much more peace. Um, I'm not trying to look for another avenue to keep us busy, but being together, it's like now we can go over to one of our apartments. We can sit there and cook a dinner. We can literally watch a movie and not have to worry about the thoughts that ran through my mind. And then we cause hers to go and go, what is he doing? And uh, it's just nice to be able to just enjoy God to be able to enjoy ourselves and um, be able to find out what our heart's desires are amongst each other and see what God's where God's leading us whether individually or together y'all were the busiest people as yeah, thing, war, that we ever saw and we knew why we knew why y'all were on the go and and amy has has mentioned to me how different it, it is now that that part is over mm-hmm. and everybody understood what what that was like and how sick it was and dysfunctional and uh, to just see this 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 uh switch you know and, and to see you guys really getting to know each other on a deeper spiritual level is uh you know what it's awesome because so many people have not taken the time out there and you guys have seen enough marriages fall apart mm. take the time to get well first as mm-hmm. best you can we're all running around out there with issues but for y'all to do this first i mean mm-hmm. you have such a great shot at a great marriage yes you know being That's open right. and honest and you're both still here what did you just, what did you yeah. just say honey <laughs> great marriage. Great marriage, okay. What are you talking oh, Well, they're not engaged yet, honey. Well, oh, so, uh, oops. Well, sorry. Okay. But um, yeah. I wanted to respond to your comment. I've got a. Amy's waiting for you to well, respond yeah, to that yeah. comment. Yeah, I know. And that's in, a pro- and that's in I'm progress. Sorry. So. I'm, I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, I have a friend who's gone through a recovery process, and yeah. she says we had a good relationship before recovering. Um, but now that she's looking at it, she's able to see so much more maturity Mm -hmm. and peace in it that it's, she's like before it was like a couple of teenagers trying to figure out what to do to stay out of trouble. And now y'all are calm working together and working together and getting things done. And you took a huge risk. And, but for me, when I got to the point through my recovery, I thought I have to be true to myself. This is it. This is what I'm like, what I've got, what's gone on. Mm -hmm. And you either love me like I am or you don't. And if you don't, that means you're not the one that God has for me anyway. Mm -hmm. It's too much work to try to hide. It's too much work to try to be something that you're not. And so you're both still here and all cards out on the table and you just deal with them yes. as uh, life happens. And I, and I uh, mentioned to you during the, uh, the mentorship program uh, when I was life coaching you, 
that you know what, Robert, you know, you have to be you have to be real open and real truthful to the to the woman who God has for you. Mm-hmm. And that's one reason why your relationship before with Amy didn't work. You know, y'all both found out things that y'all had not told each other, and it wasn't healthy. It wasn't. You know? And so I didn't know that you and Amy were going to be put back together. That was our prayer. I really thought that God would eventually, but I didn't know. You know, but I just said, you know, prepare yourself for that woman of God and just be ready to tell her the truth. If she doesn't want to be around you, then she's got to go. That's yes. not who God has. Because God doesn't have that woman for me. Okay? Everyone makes mistakes. Yes. Everyone has their shortcomings. The one who will stick by you and work with you because you were truthful with her, that's the one that you want to go spend the rest of your life and eternity with. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Amy has been through a life coach, uh, a mentorship program uh, th- through this ministry with Teresa, and she's grown, grown in leaps and bounds. And, you know, her relationship with God is number one. Yes. It, might not, it wasn't before. You know, not to put you down, but you're second, dude. Okay, you're second, and I'm grateful That's to be right. second to him. That's exactly yeah. right. You're second to Christ. Okay, with your with the girl that you're dating now, and she's second for for, for you because God is number one. So that you guys are getting it together, and you know, Robert, I'm going to ask you two questions, and you can just comment on both of them. What are your dreams and the desires of your heart now, and what makes them seem attainable now? Wow, that is a uh, big question. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, do you want little Roberts running around or, you know? <laughs> I have no issues with having little ones. I have no issues whether we do or don't. Mm-hmm. Um, having been through, I mean, one of the biggest things I'm finding is going through this program is I would love what to show. What program is that? The, the Christian 12 steps yeah, and living it up. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see other men go through this and just mm-hmm. to get the freedom that I've seen. Um, I know we haven't mentioned it here, but do you mind if I talk about September 13th of 2012? Oh, man, and, please uh, do. And for those of you out there in the audience, there may be a few times I'm going to stop, but I'm still here. Yes. But it was uh, September 2nd. 20, um, 13. 13 or 12? It was 12. My goodness. Yes, it, was. it was. sure was. Wow. Yeah. Well, what, whenever the holiday was, and you can look at the calendar, confirm mm-hmm. that date for us. But I remember waking up, I was sleeping on a couch, um, and I woke up, mm-hmm. and literally God took the blinds off of my eyes. Yes. And at that point, I could see the shackles God had, that the enemy, not God, but the enemy had put upon me. Mm-hmm. He had shackled me so heavily with the pornography and with the lust and with the fear and the hate and the pride even. I mean, I was so prideful of being a Christian and not falling, but yet mm-hmm. here I was totally shackled by these by the enemy, and um, first thing that popped into my mind was, I need to bind these the spirits, and um, God reminded me of the verse of if you uh, bind the man of the strong home, that 
you can take whatever is his away from him. And the enemy literally had me bound. Yes, he did. My feet, my waist, my hands, my neck, the chains were going all the way up. And it, God showed me that the enemy was just taking me and dragging me wherever they wanted me. And I'm going like, God, I don't want to be this anymore. Yeah. And um, I wrong. knew that if I cast them out, I had to fill the temple back up again. Because if I didn't let, if if I didn't fill my temple, which is my body, back up with the Holy Spirit, that they were going to go out and grab seven bigger demons. That's right. Because there was a so, legion of demons. It wasn't just if there one. was three or four of them inside me, if each one grabbed seven, yeah. just three, that would have been 21 plus a three. That would have been 25. And these three or four already were doing with me as they desired. And I was losing. What was I going to do with 25 of them? And then God gave me the scripture of um, the prodigal son. And I can remember the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. I always thought I was the son left at home and the prodigal was the one that was left. But then I saw myself as the prodigal. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there. The pigs were eating better than I was. I was getting what was left over, which was nothing. And then remembering that I could go to my God. Um. <laughs> I could go to my God and <laughs> exactly, and he was going to, as a servant to God, he would have a house for me. He would have, um, I could eat the food, his food, mm-hmm. and he would take care of me. And this last Thursday at men's prayer, we were praying for what we were thankful for. And it's amazing that. Yes. When the father. Yes. Mm-hmm. Saw the son. Yes. Oh. He ran. Yes. Mm-hmm. He ran to him. Just like God ran to you. And he didn't hesitate. That's right. That was his love. That's right. And I was ready to be a servant to him. Yes. I was willing to be his slave. I was tired of being the enemy's slave. Absolutely. But what was amazing is when when Christ came, he hugged him. Yes. What did he do? Quick, bring the finest robes mm-hmm. in the house and put it on him. Get a ring yes. for his finger. He only gave me royalty yes, and power in that. I didn't deserve it. But then again, we didn't deserve the death of Christ. Absolutely. Oh. That's awesome, Robert. You know what? (laughs) I really, uh, I don't know who you are who's listening. Around the world. But you just heard the heart of Christ. The heart of Jesus. And it came through the mouth of Robert. 
That's why things are attainable now, Robert. Because Christ ran to you. Yes. When we walk to him, he runs to us. Amen. Well, Robert, I just want you to say to those who are out there, whether they be men or women, children, whatever the case may be, that have any addiction, we're talking about pornography and this one and lust. What can you say to them that will get them free? What what hopes and suggestions can you give them? And what is your relationship with God like now? Yeah. Mm. I can guarantee you that God is a loving God. Mm-hmm. Reading through the Old Testament, going into the New Testament, that was something I couldn't do before. But now that he's opened it up to me, I can see just how much he loved us. Mm-hmm. He literally took sinful man yes. and met us where we are. Yes. He didn't ask us to change. He didn't ask us to do anything except for to turn to him and accept him as our Lord and Savior. Absolutely. And turn our will and our life over to him. Once we do that, mm-hmm. he, he literally wants to show you the love that yeah. we've never seen here on earth. Amen. He wants you to know... How much mm-hmm. you are to him. Yes. We're so precious to him. He started so many thousands of years ago building a plan. Mm-hmm. He started with Adam and Eve, and we fell then. And to this day, we're still fallen. Yes. But he sent his Christ, his mm-hmm. son, Jesus Christ. To die on that cross. Mm-hmm. And it's through that blood, through that love, yes, through those stripes that we are free. Mm-hmm. All we have to do is say, Abba, Daddy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he is certainly standing right behind you. Mm-hmm. Just waiting for you to turn around. Or fall back. <laughs> Either or. Yes. He will take you in his arms. Yes. Does that mean life's going to be easy? No. Does that mean it's going to be smooth sailing? No. Because if it was, everybody would do it. That's exactly right. It's the hard that makes it great. But now I wake up every morning saying good morning god mm-hmm. i can remember hearing people say that and i didn't understand it you've heard the ones that say good god it's morning again you're <laughs> like god i'm so glad not to wake up yeah and and at first i did it out of respect scott asked me just greet him every morning it's like if you come to your earthly dad every time and ask him for money he i mean he loves you enough he'll do it but if you were to just show up one time and say, hey, Dad, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Let me take you out for lunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just sit down and talk. How's the week been? Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised at how much of a change you would get. Yes. I don't care how good or bad your earthly dad is. 
you'll see a change. That's right. They, they love you enough. There's just sometimes they do, just don't know what to do. It's like my dad. He didn't know what to do with me. He didn't know how to mm-hmm. treat me. It wasn't anything he did wrong. It's how his dad was. That's, That's right. right. Until his dad saw him do something that he could say, good job. He didn't know what to do. And I can't we can fault let, them. We can let people off the hook when we yeah. only get that. They did right. the best they could with their own problems right. that they had. We didn't understand as kids. Mm-hmm. Our parents had problems. And now as adults, we understand. We let them off the hook. Mm-hmm. I mean, it takes a hurting person to look back at a hurting person. Mm-hmm. And you can realize they did what they could do. That's right. And it takes, I mean, a hurting person, all we know to do is hurt another person. That's right. But yet, if you can turn to Christ and meet him every morning, I don't care what Mm -hmm. you're doing, whether you're praying to him, whether you're reading just one verse a day Mm -hmm. or five verses a day, but just turn to him. Yes. And ask him to come in. Every morning, I ask him, I say, good morning, God. Thank you for being here with me and for me. I come to you a sinful man with my lust and my pride, my anger, my fear, my fear of abandonment. And I just ask that you change me. Help me put on the whole armor of God, the belt of truth, the boots of the preparation of the gospel of peace, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, and the sword of the Lord. And then when I get down, when I get down to read the word, I'm just saying, God, I need you to change me. I can't do it. Amen. Change me from the inside out. Change my heart. Change my mind. Change my flesh. And over the, it feels almost like two years now we've been doing this mm-hmm. since I've started doing that. The thoughts that used to bombard me that were as clear as HD before. They're getting washed out now. Mm-hmm. The images have lost their control. He's literally washing them out. That's right. They're no longer clear and crisp. Mm-hmm. I can remember before the, the steps, images I saw as a 14, 15, 16-year-old were still affecting me in my 40s. That's right. I'm almost 50, and I was going, am I ever going to get rid of these? Mm-hmm. Well, now, you had to com- you had to confront that fourteen year old one day, didn't you? That six year old, yeah, that's right. That six year old, you had to, and what did you do to him? Your 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 youth that that, that tormented you for forty years. Mm-hmm. What did you have to do to that six year old boy? I basically sacrificed him and turning him over to Christ. That's exactly I mean, right. he did the best he knew what to do with the situations that were before me. That's right. I mean, he was trying to protect me. Mm-hmm. He was, and I'm. I'm so grateful that God showed me that, and through Amen. the through the program, the twelve Christian twelve steps, I was able to give him up to Christ, That's and right. Christ took him into His loving arms. That's right. And then He took me in His loving arms. Mm-hmm. And no matter what happened back there, it doesn't matter anymore. He's really forgiven me of my past, and He's showing me how to forgive me of my past. You know that's what that's what uh, freedom is. That's freedom. If I can uh, sum up uh, this last two years I've had with Robert, 
in one phrase, Robert now knows that he is a child of the living God. Do you? Do you know that you're the child of the living God? Do you know that there's a, uh, a God out there that hung on a cross for you? So you could have freedom like Robert? Robert, is there someone that you would uh, like for me to include in this closing prayer that, tonight? I'm just asking if you've got any addiction out there, anyone yeah. with an addiction, which literally speaking is all of us. Yes. Every single one of us. Absolutely. That would be my heartfelt cry. Yes. Okay. Well, honey, this has been really something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're still here. Still There's nothing here. like a man who can open up, open up his heart and his tears to Jesus. That's right. It's a man, not a guy. You know, uh, so many of us, I know growing up, I didn't think that uh, crying was allowed when I was real little. But being raised by my mother uh, as a single mom, I realized that crying was just fine and that real men do cry. Well, you listen to a real man today. We're honored. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We are. To call you friend. Mm -hmm. right. And we're so happy for you. Yes. We're happy for your freedom. We're happy for your relationship that you have with Amy. We're happy, first and foremost, with your relationship you have with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you've never given your life to Jesus and you want to experience this freedom, the first step in this ministry is to give your life to him. Man, he's waiting there right there. He's waiting. And when you do, that's when he starts running towards you to embrace you with his loving arms. Do you want to give your life to him today? We, we pray that you do. If You know, Robert, some people may have walked away from him, thought that these addictions were just too much, man. They just gave in. They gave the white flag to the addiction and said, I, I'm done, man. I, I can't fight it anymore. Well, you know what? That's true. They can't. You can't fight it, but Jesus can. Jesus already defeated Satan. Amen. So let's realize it today and rededicate your life to him. Or if you've never done so, give your life to him for the very first time. So if you would, please pray this prayer after us and with us. And please know that you are saved. Lord Jesus, thank you for who you are. Lord, I thank you for the cross that you died on. I thank you for the third day when you rose. And because of that cross, you say my sins are forgiven if I ask you from a sincere heart to forgive me. Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Lord, I don't want this addiction anymore. I don't want these strongholds. All I want is you. And today, I give my life and my heart to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you did pray that prayer of salvation, we're just so happy for you. And if you would, please email us at info at livingitup.org. And uh, <laughs> one thing we did do, we want to mention, 
that Robert, when he first came over today, before we started recording the podcast, we all had a really awesome recipe. Well, was that Scott? It's I do want the recipe because that was awesome. That was, it's can coming. I get thirds now? In, yeah. that, in our in our recipe book coming up, meals with the Neils coming soon. Yeah, it, it, it's actually they're actually called spicy tortilla eggs. Yes, and they were awesome. And it's a, it's a casserole, and uh, and uh, you know we'd love to send that out to you. So when you go to our Facebook page, if you would like us, and it will be, you revealed. know, if you don't like us, you ain't getting it. I'm <laughs> joking. You'll get it scot free that way. <laughs> yeah, oh. you get it scot free. That's right. <laughs> but you know, but uh, they're they're called spicy tortilla eggs casserole, and uh, Robert enjoyed them. So He's can I ask one question? Yes. What was that special ingredient you had in there? There was something in there that just wasn't. Uh, You can't reveal it. Well, Robert thought it was pork or meat, and someone else thought it was spinach. Are you going to give it away? uh, But when you make it and when you see it, you understand what we're talking about. That's right. There you go. But this has been a great podcast. Um, Our Testimony Tuesday uh, usually lasts longer than our normal podcast, Um, but there's a reason for that. You're hearing lives changed. Mm -hmm. You can't do that in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. You can't even do it in an hour. Yep. But we're condensing it in an hour just to give you a glimpse of what Jesus Christ can do for you. It's actually 53 minutes. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, but Robert, anyway, thanks. Yeah. Thank you for letting me share with everyone. No. Absolutely. It's been, a, it's been a joy. We want to thank uh, you yeah. for being behind our vision of what we do here. Absolutely. Being, a, being a, such an integral part of it. And we can tell people about it till we're blue in the face. And, and we wouldn't ask someone to do something that we haven't done. But when someone yeah. else steps up to the plate that's actually experienced God's presence through it, mm-hmm. he's changed their life. You know, we want, hear, we want, hear, you, we want you to tell that story. That's right. And when I look at Robert now, I look at living it up while beginning again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because now he realizes that he can begin again every morning. And say, hey, God, just glad I'm your son. Amen. Anything else, Rob, before we say goodbye? There is hope. Mm -hmm. And Christ is the answer. Amen. Okay, everybody. Thanks. So thank you for sticking with us. And uh, we look forward to talking to you tomorrow on Wednesday. So until then, keep living it up. While beginning again. (laughs) Woo-hoo!